division and community. Hey, what's up, everyone? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Stay Curious, where we want to create diversity in thought without creating division and community. I am your co-host, Matt Fisher. Um, I have lost my voice mostly. What an intro. Oh, man. I'm crushing it. This is the second time I've tried this intro, and uh, my voice has changed just in those few seconds. I'm the care pastor here at Hill City, and uh, where we record this in every episode of the podcast, and I'm here with my co-host, um, who has his voice. Correct. It's John Wagler. John. Yes. How's your shoulder? Should we pretend like it's doing great? Wow, what a healing. It's great. We're much worse. Still aching a little bit. Um, I last time I think your furious, uh, your stay furious last time was getting older Mm. and your shoulder hurting. Mm -hmm. I probably should also acknowledge that I'm getting older and that the day after my band practices or performs, I may not have a voice because. There you My go. aging body and throat cannot put up with shouting for extended periods <laughs> of time like it used to. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, apologies to everyone for my very smoky voice. We are back with the final episode. Boy, what a run. What a run. This is it. No more stick No more no. <laughs> We're back with the final episode in our series uh, on a book by Chip Dodd called Voice of the Heart. Um, about the eight core emotions. We have gone by them one by one, and we are finally to the only positive one. No, they're all positive. Seemingly positive. Seemingly positive one, which is joy. That's right. This week, we're going to wrap things up by talking about the core emotion of joy. When you were growing up in church, did you sing, uh, got the joy, 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 joy down down in my heart? Where? Down. I did. Uh, and that's why we're making it joy and not gladness. <laughs> because technically in the book, I think it's it gladness. Is gladness. Yeah. But we like the word joy better. Um, who says gladness? Nobody. Yeah. Like, how did you feel in that moment? I just felt gladness. I can't remember. I felt glad. Yeah, I don't. That is not a word. That's interesting. That's not a word I ever use. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like making a really feeble attempt to rhyme something with mad. I guess, you know. Are you mad or are you glad? I was glad when that happened. I, you know what? <laughs> yeah, they, I yeah. could use that. I was glad for that to have happened. Yeah. 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 yeah that's fair. That's fair. Um, but before we get into joy, we're going to do our um, segment where we access the core emotion of anger stay. called stay. Fear. So like we talked about last time, I lost the episode on shame, so we had to re-record it. Mm. I was thinking about it. And I don't want to lay blame. I screwed up. <laughs> you know, I, I I lost the episode. But I was thinking about where was I and what was I doing when I lost that episode. I was here at the office. I was working on it. And, um, and, and I also don't want to do the like, well, I have ADHD as like an excuse. But I do have an ADHD mm-hmm. diagnosis. So my thought pattern tends to get derailed. My thought pattern gets derailed, but like my task list can get derailed by really easily, um, especially when I'm sitting down trying to do like computer work versus talking to somebody, right? Yeah. What derailed my thought pattern the day that I accidentally deleted our episode is what I'm furious about, and that's the freaking internet here at our office. Uh, I don't know is... if this is offensive to anyone listening. If it's you, if you set up our internet, I'm not trying to be mean. It's the worst. It's terrible. It's it is the worst. Like Especially it, in 2023. I mean, come on. And yeah. it's so fast when it's on. I think that's the worst thing. Is like if it was a constant struggle, it would be one mm-hmm. thing. But the fact that it goes from like 80 megabytes a second to not working at all 
I don't understand. And we cannot freaking figure it out. It's kind of like when uh, in the office when Dwight put the uh, lights on um, like timers. Oh, yeah. And they always had to yes. like, it was just like, <laughs> that's what I feel like our internet is. Like every once in a while, you, everyone at the same time is like, do you have internet? Do you have internet? Yeah. <laughs> and for me, when I, am, when I am not in session with people and I am trying to get administrative type things done or like mm-hmm. emails and yeah, editing the podcast, computer work done, when the internet goes down, my brain leaves. Like I cannot get back on task. I can, but it's just very hard. Yeah, and sometimes I fail. Also, you know what it's like? I mean, like we all do Zoom calls. It's fine. It's always frustrating. You know, it's a little especially frustrating when somebody's in the middle of a really heavy thing <laughs> and I have to go, could you, st- could you start back you with, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could, you, could you start back at uh, when so-and-so died? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I missed everything after that. That is the worst and it happens oh, to me all the stinking time it's why i go take calls in my in my car a lot of the time right i go and sit in my van because the 5g on my phone is better than the wi-fi yeah. in this i am this is probably the first day furious i've been really angry about it i mean it's a valid one it we, is it's an office furious and then it also sort of makes me feel a little bit of shame because i'm like you know it's an amazing miracle that we're able to get things to <laughs> sure. space and back in you know, a fraction of a second, and I shouldn't be that mad about it. Like it's a human right to have access to all yeah. the world's information and video calling 24 hours a day at a high. But I do. I it's just frustrating. So, I'm mad. Yeah, I get it. Just being real. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's our state. I don't know. Do you have a, a few? No, I mean, I was just gonna say I wish you could live on chocolate and caramel. <laughs> I'm furious you're, that you can't. You're mad. <laughs> you have to take that up with God because that's like a biological. <laughs> I like I love chocolate and caramel together. Really? Oh gosh, yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know you like sweets. I didn't know that those were. That your... that's my like. If I was like, you could only have one sweet. Yeah. It would be that combo together. Really? Yeah. So you don't. How do you feel about salty sweet? Like, how do you feel about like sea salt and chocolate? I do like that. Yeah. So like my, that's my favorite. Is like So like yeah, I pound those suckers. Dude, man. when people put and this is I feel like this has come in vogue recently, uh putting like sea salt on cookies, like chocolate chip cookies with yeah. the saltiness to it. It's oh. like, yeah. No, we so we go like for love of chocolate. Oh yeah. And um I'll walk out of there with uh usually my normal order is six chocolate caramels, milk chocolate and dark chocolate, and then two chocolate covered marshmallows. Oh man. Oh, yeah, that's right. You like marshmallows. That's weird. That's a, uh, uh, those things get eaten in two minutes. But will you, will you, if you're like hard up for a quality marshmallow, will you eat like a like a craft marshmallow? I would, and yeah. you know, and yeah, and if I'm gonna slum it a little bit with yeah. chocolate and caramel, I'll go milk duds. Okay, I'm not scared about that. Here on Stay Curious, we like to tackle the hard hitting topics. <laughs> <clears throat> um, wow, that's really interesting. So. Your, your sweets thing is. Pretty impressive. Well, I mean, I like a sweet, but you you are, you have a whole. I feel like the way you can talk about sweets, because like for you, if somebody want to talk about sports or ministry or whatever, it's mm-hmm. like not that shocking that you can suddenly get totally. into it. But you with sweets, it's like when somebody brings up something weird to me and I know a ton about it. All yeah. of a sudden, it's like sort of yeah. jarring and it's a great. Well, way. it's like yesterday. I guess this was a furious thing. Um, you know, I I do not like chocolate and mint. Oh, interesting. Together. I so like you're not mint. like a thin mince guy. No, God, no. Oh, God. Um, and so I also hate when there's a mint element in a dessert in a box yeah. and it and it touches or somehow its aroma mm. colors the taste. Interesting. Of yeah. So yesterday we got cookies from Crumble, which are fantastic. Uh, yeah. 
in my first bite of the sugar cookie and I like we cut up a bunch mm-hmm. of them so people could have different things. And so my first bite was really great. My second bite later on in the day had clearly been tainted by mint. Yes. <laughs> I was pissed, man. I was like, dang, I was looking for, cause I had Mexican for lunch and mm-hmm. guaranteed if I have Mexican, I, I want something sweet afterwards. And yeah. so I was like stoked on the drive back. I was like, you know what? We probably got some cookies left. Yeah in the office and so i was like oh yes like the sugar cookie with the icing is still there and i took a freaking bite out of it and i was like i tasted the mint and i was like you gotta be kidding me there's a lesson there about like core emotions and how they're linked to expectations being met (laughs) (laughs) we won't get all the way into that that is so funny i i think my first adventure into flavored ice cream so i feel like when you're a little kid especially like a baby uh but like a little kid it's like chocolate vanilla like don't you know maybe sprinkles on the vanilla my first was mint chocolate chip. And so I, I actually have a special affinity okay. for the chocolate mint so combo. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. So that's like kind of a lighthearted way to start. A very hopefully lighthearted episode. Yeah. Maybe not, though. It might get dark. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to talk about um, the final of our eight core emotions. Gladness or w- the word we prefer, which is joy. Y'all know we stay curious over here. Okay. Joy. Joy. Tell me about it. John, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> no, that's not true. What's the sneaky feeling of joy you talk about? Yeah. Um, no, so gladness or whatever, the gift of it is actually joy with sadness. Oh, okay. And then the impairment is sensuous pleasure or emptiness. Sensuous pleasure or emptiness. Okay. Yeah, that to me at face value seems like the most confusing because it's like okay, so the gift is sadness, and the so impairment uh, is pleasure. Yeah, Go ahead and I talk like that. I like how Chip um, he uses a, a phrase in there that um, that true gladness is uh, being able. I think this is right. True glad- gladness is being able to live life on life's terms. Mm, okay. And so when you talk about there's like this, you know, ha- we all know happiness and joy is different. Right. You know, um, and we want both of them yeah of course but the the joyness element is like in that deep core of who you are so then when sadness comes your way Mm. he he kind of talks about it and which i would agree is there's a joy in the core of your being that actually allows you to grieve properly interesting in that there's um in the midst of suffering and pain and everything Mm. you don't lose sight of uh the ability to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. You don't lose, like you, you have a, and we can talk about this more at the end, but like hope mm-hmm. is such a key word to joy. Yeah. And so you don't become a person who uh, is so whittled down yeah. by what's going on around you that you lose hope, Yeah, you know? And so, so that, so I love the way when, uh, he talked about the ability to grieve properly. Cause mm-hmm. it, it's interesting because, you know, you think about it, we've all been with folks who, uh, you know, get stuck, mm-hmm. you know, in like a negative cycle, cynical cycle, pessimistic cycle, or if they go through like grieving in their morning, mm-hmm. um, maybe they get stuck in it yeah. for a while. Not that there's a time limit on grieving, but I mean, like you get stuck in the, like the sadness and mm-hmm. you can't get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been fascinating. So I'm, I was reflecting when reading that the first time, uh, Lacey's mom, uh, and, and her dad and Lacey too, but I just specifically remember her mom when, uh, Lacey's brother was killed in a mm-hmm. car accident. And, um, 
and it was a big struggle. I mean, there was, I mean, he was 18 years old. There was a ton of grieving and mourning and sadness and, and all that stuff. But it was interesting watching her mom who she also has MS and has been through a lot in her life. And then this happens like, but I was, I remember watching her mom cause I didn't, I was 24 years old mm-hmm. then and had not seen that level of something. Ha- like yeah. I, I went through tough stuff as a kid, but like death like that, yeah. I had not been around that in that yeah. manner. And, um, but I watched her, like I watched her like, uh, stand up and raise her hand singing at mm. the memorial service. You know, I, I watched her laugh with people like during it while also deeply grieving right. and, and have, having like hard emotions herself. I, I watched her, you know, talk about how, um, well, when people come over, I, I want them to know that they're loved too mm-hmm. and how much I love that they're here and mm. how loved I feel in this. And, and I don't want it to be all just like, doom and gloom you know and this was like you know two days after or four days after and sometimes even weeks after yet at the same time like really grieving and mourning Mm -hmm. you know and and that was like one of the first um in in terms of me remembering and recognizing Mm -hmm. was like one of the first oh that's joy with sadness Mm. and um and it was the ability to mourn in such a way but yet have this hope yeah. that was attached to it. Like that was fascinating to me because I had not really been around something like that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's really to kind of simplify it, that the gift of joy is not joy when things are good, but the ability to have joy and sadness. Yeah. Right? Like that is, that's really a, a sort of miracle. Yeah. Maybe that's the miracle. It, right? I think like, so. And I, I, yeah, I think it is. And I think, you know, we've all been around people who do that well, yeah. you know, and or had that like strong sense of in the core of it. Like, I don't, I don't know hope. that, I don't know that we all have. No, that's true. You know, that's true. Like, no, I think no, that yeah. that's a huge gift. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but like, no, I that's think just, that no, that's a good point. Probably maybe part of the reason you are, you know, where you're at in life is because you were blessed to be around somebody who grieved well and yeah. had joy and sadness. I think there's a lot of people who've never seen that modeled for them. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, that's true. Because it really is. You and I have had these discussions about like miracles, you know, but probably we could do a whole, we should do some stay curious on stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like the different, what does that mean? And um, the different levels of a miracle. Um, but, you know, really if we think of miracles as like the sort of unseen world interceding and I don't want to say breaking the laws of the physical world, but like interceding and altering the laws of the physical world. Like this person is medically this and now they're better and we can't really explain it, right? It's like yeah. the most typical... The idea of having joy in the midst of grief, sadness, death Mm -hmm. is a miracle. It is splitting the atom. It is your spiritual reality interceding into the physical reality and altering it in a way that doesn't make rational sense. Yes. And I think it's because... uh, that, you know, seeing such a strong faith come out, even with like Lacey and her dad in yeah. that same time frame and some of the relatives too, it was, you know, I think that piece was like fascinating to watch because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, it's the miracle of the resurrection of Jesus mm-hmm. that actually allows them to have joy and sadness right now. Yeah. That there's that miracle, like essentially created another miracle, mm-hmm. you know, inside of them to mm-hmm. be like, to be present with the Lord yeah. Is actually the best place to be. And yeah. and Adam 
is there, mm-hmm. but we feel the sting now, yeah. you know, but you have the hope of being reunited and the hope of being that it's going to be our reality someday too, yeah. you know? And so it was fascinating to watch yeah. and as it, and to your point has carried through for me for, yeah. you know, since that point yeah. but, um, there, it is Oscar season. Um, <laughs> I don't think they've happened yet. Probably by the time you hear this, they will have. There's a movie that I talked about at staff meeting called Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, it is an R-rated movie. <laughs> so there's some <laughs> wild... Uh, yeah, there's some pretty wild... There's some very adult stuff in it. But um, essentially, uh, this movie really changed... It was good art, because good art really, like, you're different after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... It is really at its core a movie about a few different things, but one of the main themes is why optimism? Hmm. Um, like why why joy and sadness? Why why is the person who, you know, in, in um, sort of mystic tradition, in Christian mystic tradition, they call it the the um, like the holy fool. Like, right, like in a lot of words in the Bible about and Proverbs and stuff is like it's foolishness, right? Like the glory of the Lord is foolishness to the world. Um, and that film is does a really great job of unpacking like the person who seems like the goofball, like mm. the person who seems sometimes like the the idiot because they don't see, don't you see how bad it all is? Yeah. Turns out to be like the wisest person in your life. Yeah. Now that's not like toxic positivity or pushing away. Like you were saying, like yeah, it's, it's about bearing. It's stuff. like, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I know what's going on yeah. and I'm choosing joy. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm, I'm choosing hope. I'm yeah. choosing, I, I'm not, I don't not know that this is a bad situation. Right. Yeah. Um, so semi recommendation there, depending on what you can handle <laughs> for content. But it really is. I think the juice is worth the squeeze on that one. Um, and it's probably gonna win a bunch of Oscars. Um so that's the strength or yeah. the, the gift. I also say this oh, yeah. with even if you the other thing about joy, like when you have that kind of hope and the ability to see stuff like that, it um not only it kind of grounds you in how you see the world. So mm-hmm. even like, you know, even through some of like the other things that we've talked about with like racism and, and sexism and yeah. things that we've kind of talked on this podcast about and we talk about as a staff and as a church and everything, mm-hmm. you know, um, one of the guys I always think about is David, Air, um, David Bailey with Erebon, mm-hmm. who always has a sense of joy inside him whenever I talk to him about racism. Like Erebon is yeah. like this, like, uh, and, and David's black and like been through a ton of stuff and seen a lot of stuff all throughout the world and um, travels around the country and speaks yeah. and trains and whenever I talk to him, he's got this joy about him when talking about almost the misery of some of the things. Mm-hmm. And he always has hope mm-hmm. and he always sees, he, you know, like I remember recently he was just like, man, I was in this room that I was in six years ago. Mm-hmm. He goes in six years ago, we had like 15 people this last time we had 350 people in there, wow. you know? And, and so wow. he's like, yeah, like there's this narrative that's out there about certain elements. He goes, but man, look at this hope, mm-hmm. you know? And like, that's always been, uh, something so contagious, yeah. you know, when you're around that. Yeah. But the other thing, if you take sadness off yeah. or something bad off and you just have that word joy, I think the your ability to tap into that hope mm-hmm. also allows you to celebrate even more. Yeah. Like you appreciate yeah. those moments even more to like celebrate. They become more pure. Right. And you're in the celebration is, of course you're happy, yeah. but like there's like, there's more of a purity in it. I yeah. think that, um, is so prevalent. Yeah, that's really good. So 
what is so the impairment is um or when joy goes bad yeah it becomes sensuous pleasure and what's the other thing emptiness emptiness Mm -hmm. which those things are so they're so tied in so tied in right yeah it's the chasing after yeah that your your mood essentially and outlook is based on a circumstance Mm -hmm. and then um you know, your it rises and falls with whatever you deem as like success or, yeah. you know, whatever you think will make you happy. And mm-hmm. the focus is on a lot of temporary things or what makes you comfortable or, you know. Yeah, it's trying to, it's it's only being joyful in joyful circumstances. So spending all of your time and energy trying to create yeah good circumstances yeah. or joyful circumstances. Or, you, you know, we all know like you, you chase after something you think will complete something in you, mm. you know, like work or money or sex or whatever and it's like if i just get Mm -hmm. and then you're like oh that actually you know what i'm running on a treadmill here yeah (laughs) you know and i've gone six miles but i'm actually i could just step off i'm in the same place as i was Mm. you know and uh and that's what that's where we see like oh the this idea of like what i thought was joy and inner joy was actually I'm in an impaired state because it's solely based on of because I got that promotion because we're able to buy this because we're able to yeah you know, whatever interesting can you give have you thought through any like practical so if people are having a hard time grasping that that concept because I think it's easy especially in church world to jump to sensuous as like sex or drugs or rock and roll um, <laughs> and it can always be more um, subversive than that right but can you think of just in your life as a pastor maybe in your life like as you struggling with Mm -hmm. this what what are some ways that that has manifested this sort of the the impairment of joy yeah i think i will say i have grown in this area a Mm -hmm. lot like this would out of all the emotions you know as we've worked through them yeah i would put this in a category where i've like really grown the most in because um, some of that is because of what we experienced early on in our marriage, mm-hmm. you know, with Adam's death. Um, some of it is the, my faith has gone in such a, you know, strong way, you know, mm-hmm. since like my teenage years. Um, but I, I do know that like, there are things that, um, I can be drawn to, mm-hmm. you know, that, um, I mean, even like little stuff like sports can be a thing, yeah. you know, for me that if I just, you know, do this, like that's going to like do something in me. Um, uh, you know, whether that's playing golf or like basketball or it can be like stuff with, um, working out and Mm. like the way I look, Mm. you know, or something like that, that can be a thing. Mm. Um, I know for, uh, not even just me, I know like it can be like materialistic things. It can be, um, I mean, it can be little stuff like trying to be the smartest person on, something like, yeah. you know, yeah. like ed- education or academically, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, so there, there are other like little things for me that mm. I can feel myself, you know, mm-hmm. in that, that realm. Like if, if I just do this, yeah. um, I can f- for sure feel a, a tug in that direction. Yeah. I think it's when we, for me, it's a lot when I get tired or burnout, um, that I just don't, feel like I have the will to process it anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I don't have the will to process whatever's going on, my internal dialogue stops being about what I need and being and starts being about what I want. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I, I stop asking the question, yeah, but what do you need? 
because it's easier to ask, what do I want in this moment? Yeah. Um, a great, but maybe kind of weird example that comes to mind of like the sort of pursuing of sensuous pleasure and emptiness is like, I, you know, I've never drank or done any drugs. Um, uh, pornography has never really been a thing for me. Um, my thing is food mm. and video games. Um, or any kind of escapism, but like probably video games is the easiest yeah. one to focus on. I can disappear into a video game for a long time if it's a good one. Um, and always trying to, like, I need food. I just don't, maybe I don't want, so maybe it's small self-talking, but like I just don't see myself being a no video games ever. Like, oh, we're going to get rid of all the consoles because sure. it's like a bad, you know. Um, I, I certainly need to eat food. We all do. So I'm always trying to figure out like how do I reorient my relationship to these things to be about health instead of unhealth. Um, and recently I went on retreat. I just disappeared by myself for a couple of days. And my th my therapist challenged me not to over-monasticize it. <laughs> he was just like, the reason you can't get rest is because every time you go to rest, you like try to be so holy about it. Yeah. He's like, just relax a little bit. Not a ton. Don't like, you know, eat a whole roll of That's cookie slothful. dough. Yeah, don't be slothful. Yeah. But like, he's like, just relax a little bit. So I went away and I took my PlayStation with me. And I wasn't sure how that was going to go, but that's what I felt like I was supposed to do. Um, supposed to do seems too <laughs> high, but that's yeah. too high and mighty. But um, I did it. Having it there with me, I played it less because I just knew it was there. Mm -hmm. It was like I reoriented my, uh, like I did a ton of Bible study. I sat by, every night I would like sit by the fire by myself and just like pray and cry and listen to um meditations and mm -hmm. read my bible and like it was a way holier <laughs> sort of like retreat than i thought it would be because i allowed myself the ability to go play video games if i wanted to yeah. and i started asking the right question which is what do i need i need rest instead of what do i want i want to play video games yeah and so part of my rest was playing some video games while i was there but it it didn't feel like a want it didn't feel like a like yeah. a sensuous pursuit yeah. it was just like one of the options of things that I can do to relax because what I need is rest. Does that make sense? It, no, it totally does. I, I think what you're describing too is this level of like where people will, um, you could try to self will or discipline your way mm -hmm. into joy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So in your case, it was, I'll bring my gong, I'll bring yeah. my yep. incense. Not that you're doing awesome, <laughs> but like, you know, if I just do these monastic things, yeah. then I will get rest and enjoy yeah. in this rest. Yeah. And, and so you're you're trying to discipline, which is a good thing. Sure. Discipline's a good thing, but you're trying to manufacture it mm -hmm. rather than it letting be in the core of your yep. being. Yep. Yeah. Discipline is a really tricky idol. Yeah. But it's an idol sure. nonetheless. Yeah, and that's and that is one way for sure for me that I could I would say it's funny because these feel like opposite, but like yeah. I'm a pretty disciplined person and that and I can try to manufacture discipline. Yeah. Manufacture things through discipline. Mm -hmm. Um but you know, one of the other things that can kind of seep its way in for me is like comfort, mm -hmm. you know, which there's an element of comfort that feels good and like can be restful and all of those things. And can, there's an element of joy, like on vacation or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, but you can get, Oh, I want comfort for everything in my life mm -hmm. that can be like, Oh, then I become a consumer yeah. of things. And then you're not actually joyful. You're yeah. just like consuming to become happy, yeah. which is circumstantial. Very good. Yeah. And to circle it back to the joy and sadness, 
again, think of some losing somebody and your wants and your needs, right? What I want is closure. And I often tell people, mm, you might not get, like, yeah. I don't, I, that might be a little bit of yeah. an illusion. What I want is closure. What I want is to not hurt anymore. What I want is to over identify with the unfairness. What I want is fairness. It's not fair that I lost this person. Mm-hmm. But if you reorient to what you need, what you need is to grieve. What you need is hope. What you need is to express your, un, you know, um, somebody once said that grief is love unexpressed. What mm-hmm. you need is to express this love that you have for this person you lost. And so if you reorient toward what you need, um, a, away from what you want, you'll find joy in sadness. Yeah. I think a good way for people to, like, if you're, if they're wondering, do I have joy or mm-hmm. not, you know, I think one way is, is to discover you know, are you a hopeful person mm-hmm. when talking about the world around you? Like when you're talking politics, is it just pure negative cynicism? Yeah. When you're talking about some of the ills that you see that we, let's admit the ills, yeah. but, but is there a hope on the other side of that of what could be, you know, are you a person who, um, can you celebrate other people? Well, yeah. no matter what you're going through, do you, yeah. is there a, is there something inside you when you, um, see somebody else, you know, like experience something really good or, you know, can you celebrate well? Um, and that usually is a good indicator of, you know, kind of what's going on inside of you. Yeah. That's really good. Well, any other thoughts? No, just be joyful, man. Just be, (laughs) just be joyful. (laughs) Um, that that does it for our series. It It feels fully healthy. What a journey. Yeah. Now you're all healthy. Poof. (laughs) We're all healthy. <laughs> glad we locked that up. Yeah, glad yeah, glad we've solved that problem of emotional and health. Um, if you have questions, quips, comments, quotes, um, you can email them to stay curious at hillcityrva.com. We are so appreciative for you joining us for the series on uh, the core the eight core emotions. Um, rate and review the show and share the episode so others can get in on the conversation. And as always, until next time, remember to stay curious. Diversity in Christ does not mean division in community.